0: Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 210 That's 0330 118 0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello, Tom Canning here to introduce football in Berkshire's interview podcast, Berkshire Football Stories. Every week, the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast will bring you two great podcasts: a regular chat pod with myself, Abby Ticehurst, and the host Rob Davis, as well as a second pod that will include an interview with someone from the world of Berkshire football. We have some great guests in the next few weeks, but in the hot seat today is Woking, Wimberley manager Elliot Whitehouse. If you like what you hear, make sure you hit the subscribe button to get the latest episodes every week and look us up on Twitter at FIBarkshire and on Facebook by searching Football in Berkshire. In the meantime, here's Elliot. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing?
1: Very well, thanks, Tom. Yeah, very good.
0: Thanks for thanks for joining us on the podcast. Um, this one has been a little while in the... It's just one of those things where I've got a big list of people to speak to and uh, that I want to speak to, and, and you were high up that list, but then we haven't done one for a few weeks. So I just, you know, when as and when we can. Um, but um, you are Wokenham and Embrook manager. Um, how we, How's it going? Um, I was just looking at the league table. Um Obviously, currently second bottom, but I don't think that necessarily reflects a the fixtures you've had recently and um, where I think the where 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 it looks like the club is going. Would that be fair?
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think it's a a combination of things. Really, it's a new challenge for the club as a whole. Um, uh, you know, going up to a new level and being competitive at that standard is completely different from a from a player quality perspective. Um, but then it was me coming in as a new man, you know, and, and honouring really the guys that had uh, got them there and, and wanted the opportunity to play at step five. Um, so you had to honour them guys and give them a good opportunity. Um, on reflection, reflection of that decision, it was probably the correct one. We've managed to get them a bit fitter and, and organised a bit better. Um, the reality for us at the moment is we're not necessarily picking up the results that, that we deserve with performances. Um, and that's a combination of things, really. Still teaming problems, where we're adding bodies in. Um still settling into understanding the league. Um, and, and and then obviously the, the quality of the player and uh, what we're up against, we feel you know has been a really good quality and quite surprising on my part. I know how the leagues have been structured, you know, this sort of ten as it looks from the London side of it, and ten from the old Hellenic division, so to speak. Um so yeah, them 10, 10 London clubs seem well backed and um, have, have got some real talent in their in their squads, and and so far we've we've played. All of them, them top 10 teams twice um, and we're due to play um, the, the, the sort of bottom end of the league for, for the last 10, 10, 15 games of the season. So we're hoping that can be a, a turning point for us, mate. So, like I say, a, a combination of so many factors, but no, really appreciate it. And I've had really good feedback back from, uh, from various clubs, even at the top of the league, that we're, that we're on the right path and, and we've got the team well organised. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just just continue making them steps and ensuring our performances are good, um, and you hope that the results come from that.
0: I think um, having having spoken to a few other managers of of Berkshire clubs, I, I don't I don't think it was in, in necessarily a surprise that um, some some of these some of these sort of more Londony clubs um, were strong, but I, I think it's been a surprise to everybody that um, quite how the the ex-Hellenic clubs and particularly those around Berkshire perhaps haven't. Sort of gone on and, and and pushed towards the top end. Obviously, um, sort of Ascot and Windsor, perhaps exceptions there. But um, it, it does it does seem to have caught everybody, not least not least me, um, caught by a bit by surprise. What was your what was kind of your knowledge of the Combined Counties League going into the new role?
1: Uh, sort of very minimal, mate. I won't give you too much on my playing history, but did a brief stint at Hartley Whitney when they played in the Combined Counties. But the league was was so different in terms of. Um, what teams are in. I think it was probably what they've called the South Division this year. Um, so really limited knowledge of the Combine counties, if I'm being honest, and especially them them London clubs that, that we're coming up against, zero knowledge. Uh, only one or two, really, that you sort of have come across as a player. But as we all know, clubs change so quickly. So, um, so yeah, very limited amount, if I'm honest, mate, with, with the Combine counties.
0: Um, just you sort of said you didn't want to touch on your playing career a little bit uh, too much. I, I do. I'm interested. That's kind of where we, uh, where we, where we kind of go. Can you talk me through sort of where where you've been and and, and what? Because um, we had this little chat. I, I sent you a text message. I felt so awkward sending you this text message, which was basically, Elliot. How do you spell your name? So it makes it a little difficult to find out about you on the internet, which, you know, may or may not be a good a bad, a bad thing particularly. But t- tell me a little bit about where, where you've been and, and, and how you've gotten to where you are now.
1: Um, yeah, so so a little bit about me. Obviously, the youth career was, was pretty promising. I signed at Reading as a nine-year-old and went on to play for various academies, Crystal Palace and, and Wickham as a school of excellence at the time. Um, and I had a severe injury as a 13-year-old, which was quite unusual. I was one of them mature developers as a young man. I yeah. am you know, probably developed developer for my In the academy processes then, it was generally physical players, did tend to excel. Um, and I think that caught up with me and I didn't manage the body and didn't have that understanding of, of strength and conditioning, nutrition and these sort of things. And my family weren't a football family. So um, it was sort of a, a real learning curve. And I know the tour cruciate ligament and I had to have a reconstruction at 13, which was, which was probably t- a, a too young, really, to be suffering an injury like that. And it was just a succession of knee issues from there on. Um, and I actually went and did a college programme um, at Amersham and Wickham College, which was fantastic and sort of reignited my passion for it. And um, that was probably because I didn't want to go out and work and, and uh, go and play football full time was, was the ambition, of course. Um, and I did that and it was just a non-league group from there. I went into Burnham where the coach at the college was, was coaching at the time. Um, and he was a fantastic inspiration um, in, in, in really to get me back into playing and now obviously into coaching and management. Um, So I went to Burnham with him and it sort of just spirals from there, mate. You go on in the non-league circuit and and play for various clubs as an 18-year-old came back and played for Woodley, still suffering with severe knee issues, having several arthroscopies in in between this time for meniscus issues in the cartilage. Um, So, yeah, went to Woodley and and various clubs from there, went on to Henley Town, then to Reading Town um, and then to Hartley-Whitney. Um, and 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 that sort of was my playing career in a nutshell, mate. And, and it was just time at 22. I went back for another arthroscopy, um, and and was advised by the surgeon to stop playing. So um, yeah, it was then to focus on a coaching career. So a minimal playing career really mate one cut short by by many injuries.
0: Uh, I I presume you can still cut it when needs to be, um, on the, on the trainer pitch. I presume when Jake White gets a little lippy, you can still uh, you can still show him a thing or two.
1: Yeah, I think a little laboured and, and a little late in my tackles. Whether or not that's um, whether or not that's intention or or just uh, being a little bit slow in the mind, I'm not too sure, mate. But but yeah, I would would love to to get back on the training pitch. And I did actually, um, when I when I stopped my playing career and and, and my coaching career with Reading, I did go and help out at Marlow for for several seasons and did have the intent to to play there, mate, but just couldn't really, I've always one that's really struggled with the strength condition and the nutrition where I didn't implement it as a young man um, and yeah, again, struggled there, got back into it, got to a fit space and done the knee again so um, that was just the nature of it, mate, that was yeah. just the nature so I got to train too often
0: it, it it sounds like you you've probably got quite a bit of experience to pass on to some of the young players, which possibly works quite well in Wokingham and Embrook's favour because they they obviously have some good some very good young players, and I see there's a number of young players that are in your first team squad. Was that a, was that a factor in going in there?
1: I, I, I think slightly, yeah. I, I actually have a connection with with the young guys. I work um, at the school that they they go to. Um, and that's 12 of our 19 signed allied players go to that school. And I actually run the football team at the school. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it did have a massive influence, I'll be honest. And and the issue that Wokingham are finding is generally these boys are, are, are academic uh, kids and, and they go on and, and, and study further at university. So you do lose them in that in that 19-year phase. So it can be really difficult. It was in my intention. Yeah, I did have it in the back of my mind, though. Absolutely. Um, but it's just finding that right balance between bringing them in and out and knowing that you're, you're not necessarily going to have them there for the foreseeable, but may get them like you see with a combination of the and players that go and do their studies. And when they come back, they still have a real, mm. real feeling for the club. So um, you hope that you can just keep them engaged in that way. But absolutely, there's some definitely some talented players there.
0: Um, just, just sort of in terms of, sort of bringing players in and, and stuff like that, Dan Bateman, your your predecessor, he he had uh, probably what I'd call the most consistent eleven, fifteen, eighteen players of any club locally over several seasons, and that you know that was enough to see that that you know more than enough to see the club do well uh, in a Division One level at Step Six, and obviously get them get them up to um, get them up to Step Five. Was that was that hard to to come into? Because you obviously at this point you're you're the outsider now. Was that tough to come into?
1: It was. Yeah, I have to be honest, Dan, Dan and Matt, both both the previous managers and, and, and the board in general and the committee have been outstanding in embedding me in, and Dan's been been real helpful in, in giving me advice. And it, it was a tough scenario to come into because you had many players there that had featured for the club for many years and were well capped and Um, and and expected to be a part of the team each week and that wasn't necessarily my philosophy coming in and um, as I'm sure you're aware we we did have to make a decision on one or two I I managed to recruit three or four on the day I I took the job and um, unfortunately that meant that we had to to look elsewhere at at what needed to to improve and unfortunately that meant one or two had to to, to move on and part ways so it was a really tough one and and I always say in football, it's trying to balance that, you know, that real team ethos where they're a group of guys that are collective and will, will fight and compete for one another and bringing in talented players that may not be as cohesive to the group. So you, you have to try and find that balance. And obviously, Dan was really successful with it. Um, but, but for me, it was trying to, to make changes as I saw fit. And some of them obviously not liked by, by all, but you have to do what, what you feel is fit to, to ensure survival for the club.
0: Do do you think? And there's there's a fairly decent chance of Wokingham beating the drop this season. Is, is that is that what you see this season as? Is it about beating the drop and moving on, or, or do given given the fixtures and the way they've lined up, do you think there's more to this season?
1: I, I, for me, initially coming in, you're ambitious, of course. You know, you come mid-table, and that's where you'll be. Once you see the competition, it gives you a better gauge of where you're at. Um, and that competition was tough. I think if you reflect back to our first 10 games, it was the guys that are the top, top 10 teams. So that was a real challenge and it really opened our eyes and thought, go, oh, we're going to be up against it this year. So then it became, and I'm one that reviews targets regularly. Um, we, we sat down as a coaching team and as, a, as playing staff as well in the committee and sort of reviewed them targets and reassessed. And it was for stability at step five. Um Yes, of course. You see where we're at and, and, and we're close. The margins in games are yeah. close. If we did get on a run, yeah, potentially you could, you could get beyond that. Um, and that's got to be your focus. You've got to want to win as many games as possible. You just have to win the next game, you know, and that's always our approach. Are we organised with a good enough plan um, that we feel will combat the opposition's strengths and get the best out of ours? Um, and that's all we can do game by game, really. But, yeah, it is generally to, to stabilise in step five.
0: And just, just sort of, I suppose, looking, looking ahead, looking to, looking at who you talk to, who, who are your managerial sort of contemporaries? Who, who's whose ear are you in asking for? Asking for bits of advice. Who's your sort of go-to man? Because every every non-league manager has has someone or a couple of other guys, a couple of maybe a level up, a couple of levels up that they sort of come on, help help us out. Who are you? Who are you nagging? Yeah, I
1: think there's a combination. Really, I'm obviously my playing career. You know, I met a lot of guys. So very, very. Regular conversations um, with Mark Bartley because he's mm. probably more than the uh, uh, you know someone i 've met in management, probably a friend now that we talk to regularly about personal stuff so so Mark Bartley's one of my go to guys and you know always been Sort of admirable about the way he operates. Um, obviously, you have your own way and want to try and implement your own bits. But he's one of the go-to. And then uh, McClurg at Binfield, I speak to regularly. Uh, same with Bobby. Actually, I haven't had too many contacts with him this season since I've taken the job. But again, one that I speak to to quite often. Um, so, so yeah, in, in touch with quite a few, if I'm honest. Even Dan Brownley at Basingstoke. So, um, so yeah, just try and. You're always trying to source, source new avenues for players or information advice. Um, and then if I look on on the coaching front, I always go back to Reading. Um, we have a guy training with us, Chris Sweetman, that gives great advice. And I go back to my roots with with the women's at Kelly Chambers and Phil Cousins. Um, yeah, and, and and try and get coaching advice from them. And, and, and Peter Scott also, who's the 23s at Reading. Um, so, yeah, all, all, lots of contacts that you try and... Um, Bit bits of information that you feel
0: you require so yeah very fortunate to, to have that access um just uh just just sort of thinking slightly away from from the from the game itself and just like do, is, is the history of wokingham football football in Wokingham Wokingham town does that does that sit heavily do, is that something that you think about um because obviously the club was in a certain position and and currently isn't is that, is that something that is thought about is that in your mind
1: I think so. Yeah, I mean, you're sort of still a young man myself, but I had a, a really brief experiences as, as a young person with Wokenham Town. Um, so yeah, I knew obviously massive club at the time with, with great ambitions, playing at a really good level, and I think that would always be be the ambition of the club now, whether or not it's realistic. And as I say, as a manager and probably a coaching background, you just focus on each game and and look to look to tackle your next Tuesday, Thursday sessions and get yourselves well prepared for for Saturday. So. Try not to focus too much on, on, on that side of it, but but absolutely the club are, have definitely got ambitions and, and that's something that, that I absolutely adhere to.
0: A um, couple, of, couple of silly questions then. um, Have you been for a drink with Mark Ashwell yet? <laughs> I,
1: mean, I think you can't stop him. So, yeah, regular, mate. Yeah, we, we try to catch up uh, post-game really and do a review every Sunday and, and give each other you know, our, our input of the game. So, so yeah, regularly, regularly, really good guy.
0: <laughs> um, and, and just the the other one I've got, just, I've just got the press release from when you were first announced. The last line is, it says, Whitehouse is a lifelong Reading FC supporter. You must be wondering what on earth is going on.
1: Absolutely, mate. You know, sort of slightly detached from all my personal things going on, but slightly detached from the club, as, uh, more so than I used to be. Um, but absolutely a club that is sort of not sure, sure on its direction and um, you reflect back on them years, you know, the early 2000s, sort of 2004 to 2010 were, were some really good years for the club and, and memorable. So um, you'd hope exactly the same for them, that they can sort of pick up um, and, uh, to that form and, and get back there. I know there's difficult financial issues at the club, but you, you just... Um, hope that there's someone in there that's getting a grasp of things and, and ensuring the club is, is going in the right direction in every aspect because they've always been a an amazing outfit of producing young players and we always say that with the talent that's available in Reading that doesn't doesn't make it into to even scholarships and, and professional contracts. So um, so absolutely, you know, you, you hope that they can retain retain their their amazing youth system and they've obviously built a, an amazing training facility that that you hope is 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 still there for the foreseeable.
0: Um, and i guess just to just to finish off i noticed i was just looking at your your match um last weekend Edgware four wokingham and Embrook 3 you didn't have anyone sent off what? everybody else did
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that that that's sort of the way we we're, we're quite a well disciplined team that's how we like to think of it you know um, and and that's how i like to represent firstly the club but me as a manager you know um we 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 want to have high standards and, and sort of low discipline rate. And yes, you're gonna get the odd tackle and the odd descent here and there. Um, but generally we try and keep that that to a minimum. That's one of my 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 more hot topics, you know, that our disciplines right all the time.
0: And uh yeah, you've got you've got some you got, got some as you sort of said, we got some got some sort of familiar names in there as well, but you've brought in a few players. Who who have you who have you been who have you brought in? Tell us a little bit about some of them and and, and who's really impressed you since you've been there.
1: Uh, well, initially, you probably were there on this on the circuit. Um, initially, when I first came in, the first two were, were Alan Bosman and, and Charlie Tuttle. Alan's a guy that I worked with at, um, at Marlow and, and yeah, really fond of Alan as a person. Um, really like his, his attitude and endeavour for the game. Um, and he was out of a club and out of a moment and, and two years not playing during COVID. And he's a local boy, lives in Wokenham, so I thought that one fitted really well um, and Again, unfortunate for Allen, he hasn't been able to get a good consistent run of games, which is really what he requires. He's one that really manages the body well um, and, and he knows it so well that he only can go so far with it. So he has to protect his body, which we understand. Um, but he's one when he's coming; he's had a real impact and Charlie Tuttle's been really good for us. Um, he's had a massive impact. It was an area of the pitch that Wokenham felt that, that actually in the interview they had, um, they had mentioned to me it was an area of weakness. So, So I thought that was one of the the calls i would make um charlie actually played under dave tuttle at henry yeah. so so there was a connection there immediately um and yeah charlie's come in and, and been great and then obviously in december there's been some more recent ones
0: i know i know um i know you annoyed a few people about charlie because i think there were a few other people looking at him so that, that when he uh, when he turned up at wokenham i know uh they were a couple of annoyed uh, yeah. clubs uh-
1: Think that's generally the case. And I've never really liked that. I not really competitive for players. We obviously want the best players available, but it's about having given the player the best opportunity. You've got to play as hard as you can for as long as you can. And for me as a manager, it's about that, the progression for the player, giving him the best opportunities. And if, if he gets a better one than us, that, that he and we feel is suitable for him, then, then we encourage it. Um. So, yes, we, we've sort of, they were the initial two, and then we've sort of gradually improved it from there. And we brought in Will Shaw, which came in sort of the mid, middle of November, which was playing at a uh, Step 6 uh, club, Penn & Tyler's. And um, it was a lot of travelling. He's another Wokenham boy. So we was fortunate to, to get Will. I know he was well committed to Penn and, and he likes the guys over there. Um, so, so Will come in and, and played most games. And most recently, sort of at Christmas, we reviewed our targets again and decided I need to go on the hunt for a few more. And obviously, we know some come available at that time of the year where it's not worked out for them. Um, so, yeah, we did manage to get uh, Jordace Holder-Spooner over the line, uh, which is another one that needs to improve physically, but, but will definitely impact the game technically and tactically. Um, Sanchez-Parks is another one we've tried to get most of the season, um, but obviously has, has, has had offers elsewhere, which, which were more beneficial for, for him personally. Um, but we're fortunate to get him over the line and really pleased to have him with us. Um, and then most recent ones is, is Dan Collier. Um, who is a previous Basingstoke player, um, has actually been a sumer, a Wokenham boy, boy from a young age. um, And he comes back in after a couple of years out. He's done the past three weekends with the reserves, just building his his levels up. And he'll come back in with us from from the 12th of February. Um, and then, obviously, Diak John, who, who we mentioned earlier, who, again, is, is is through a connection, really, of people we know um, and is, is a really outstanding signing for us if we can get him uh, available for us regularly. Um, he will start this weekend and, and be uh, make his debut for the for the club. Um, and if we can get him available regularly, we we're, we're feel he can have a massive input on the team. So, um, yeah, really fortunate to have uh, four or five of them signing through the door, um, and, and hopefully one or two, two more to, to come in.
0: Elliot, thanks very much for your time. That's been uh, that's been really good. Good to good to put a face to the name and um, and and get, get some of your get some of your thoughts out there as well. That's uh, that's really great. Thank you very much for your time.
1: No problem at all, Tom. Really appreciate it, mate. Pleasure to meet you.
0: This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Tom Canning and featured special guest Elliot Whitehouse. It was cobbled together by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's owner Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. you can find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 210 that's 0330 118 0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.